This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Guys, if you don't know what Liquid IV is, we'll buckle up because I'm going to throw you a game changer. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that not only tastes great, but is a non-GMO electric light drink mix. Powered by cellular transport technology to deliver hydration to the body faster and more efficiently than water can just do alone. One stick contains three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks with five essential vitamins. Now, I pride myself on telling you about things that I either already like or just use in my everyday life. And I have to say, I've actually been a fan of Liquid IV for a long, long time now. I use it for everything from, you know, just long runs to stay in shape, all those late nights with those after hours or just when I'm feeling a little dehydrated. I turn to it so it could just, my God, set me straight, make me feel like a million bucks again, and just get me ready for the day. So please head on over to their website. That's liquid-iv.com to check out their amazing line of products. And get this, when you use promo code Art of the Beholder, all one word, you'll get 20% off your order. Now, if you need a little direction on where to start, I recommend Lemon Lime. Guys, you're going to love it, won't be disappointed. So please give it a shot and get more fuel for life's adventures. Now, back to the show. Greetings and salutations, all you beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Art of the Beholder, a show dedicated to all things eclectic in the world of arts, where we do deep dives into deep cuts and help you understand why damn things matter. I'm your host, Novo Day, and today we're going to be talking about art and technology, focusing on chat, GPT, and all the other forms of artificial intelligence that are giving us in the world new art. Dash it out, I am joined by one of our top contributors. That is Mr. Philip Church of philipchurch.tech. Welcome back, Philip. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. And um, everybody, don't don't mind the piss jars in the corner or the length of <laughs> Novo's fingernails. Um, I know I am the aviator the today. I am the he, aviator. He literally has been just repeating its wave of the future. It is the wave of the future. It is the wave of the future. But before we get there, I, you know, you were specifically chosen for the show because, again, I'm a emphasis. No, well, <laughs> emphasis on dot tech, Philip Church yeah. dot tech. There's literally tech in part of your title. That's true. So I like it. I know you have a lot to say about this subject. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such an interesting like frontier in the way that it will just affect everything but it's you know especially art in that it is being trained you know by humans and like is there anything that it's like all humans technically do is we only have so many muses right there's been humans <laughs> for however long so you could kind of say like looking at a lot of different art that it's mostly regurgitated or a lot of the same stuff over and over just you know mm. different each person's different like reflection or thing um, and so in that sense, then what would it be, you know, like, how would it be that much different if it's an AI that is then regurgitating the ideas that it has also learned? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it continues to interpret and what we can do to possibly improve it to a point where, you know, can we get it to be so, so like actually intelligent and, and just provided with so much stuff that it actually does make something kind of newer that we just is beyond us. Well, is, it, is and, this going to be the start of is it Sky, <laughs> is it Skynet? Is it Skynet? <laughs> is it Skynet? Oh, it could be, and I we're going to talk about that in, in the discussion section. Before Art we net. get there, as the aviator in the room, it is indeed 
the wave of the future. Because what you're describing, you know, is part of the criticisms of what this technology could be or become. But there's also, of course, a lot of people in the room, a lot of smart people in the room that are shining a very positive light on this technology and saying that, yes, for all the bad things that possibly could come from it, and we're going to talk about them, there's could be some good things, stepping stones that, yes, in your example, are we recycling everything right now? Yes, of course, because it fucking sells. Um, And (laughs) nostalgia sells. Let's let's be honest, folks. It's the wave of the future because we are an art show. We're going to talk about how it affects art, but it's going to affect everything. It's literally going to transform our future in ways we can't even fathom yet but how we use it i think will really be the question now before we get there of course we all need a little background so chat gpt let's start there it launched as a prototype on november 30th 2022 now chat gpt the gpt starts for generative pre-trained transformer because it is a chat bot. Now, before we go into who made it and some of the other intricacies of what makes this so unique and so new and in a lot of ways provocative, is you need to understand what a chat bot is. Let's break it down. So a chat bot at its very fundamental level, you've actually probably used one already and may have not known it. It's just software. It's a software application that is used to conduct an online chat conversation, usually via text or text When that annoying little shit pops up in the bottom right corner, and it's like, <laughs> hey, did you have a question? Exactly. At, at the at the, at the the birth it's, of it's it was- It's modern day Clippy. It's new Clippy. That was, oh my God, I was exactly going to use that example. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was the little paperclip on Microsoft Word when you were growing up, but now but like it, it is... actually understands shit. It doesn't just say dumb shit at you. You can actually <laughs> say things to it, and it gives you a valid response. Yes, it's used in dialogue systems for a variety of purposes, such as customer service, routing requests, or, in, or information gathering. So yes, when you are fucking, you know... You need to change something on your phone and you're calling AT&T or you just want to chat with them on their website. You're not chatting with the real person. You're chatting with the chatbot. That's essentially what it boils down to. So it usually or I guess what would be a better example? Amazon, right? Everyone has used probably the chat feature in Amazon and that gets you at least started for probably the refund you're you're trying to request or whatever yeah, it is. Return or refund. Yeah. You were always talking to a chat bot then before, you know, when things get more complicated then yes, they eventually will forward that and it'll even tell you that to a real person. And then you're talking to a real person. Now this particular Which is what chat I just bot, yelled into the phone the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, person. Real now, person. Real get it give it to me now. I'm a goddamn people person. <laughs> now of course this was launched by a team headed by Elon Musk. So, of course, Elon Musk has had his hand in fucking everything since the dawn of time, since he could. In this company called OpenAI, he was one of the founders. So OpenAI is just that, an artificial intelligence research laboratory that uh, designs these new uh, innovative tools now this one is the this one is special because it's the most sophisticated sophisticated version of a chatbot ai we have now it's the most sophisticated because it's built on one of the largest language models there is both with supervised and reinforced learning techniques so we played with this guy a little bit 
And I don't uh, want you to put it that way. We <laughs> we saved it for the show. <laughs> we talked about it in our pre-interview a little bit. Not that kind of playing. Don't worry, guys. Mr. Church, tell us about your experience with ChatGPT before we move on. My specific introduction to it was actually through work. It was I was on a call with a client. The client needed a like bit of JavaScript written similar, like I, you know, like you said, the whole dot tech thing, like I've actually done a lot of sort of basically software support jobs. Mm -hmm. And there's both there's common things across all of them, especially given the sort of industries in which I've worked. So I'm also fairly savvy. And it's, in, you know, like, I could look at certain things, I, I cannot write any code or anything just as like a, a pretext, like I'm also not like a super deep, like hacker, like nerd. No, it's like, I, I, I know HTML. And I could sort of look at some, th you know, some stuff like J JavaScript and whatnot, and have an idea of what it is doing, because some you'll obviously see, you know, it like talking about what it's trying to what its function is. Um, again, there's just stuff there, right? That if you, you can, you can get glean some, uh, just looking at it. So he typed in exactly what he needed for a piece of JavaScript and literally just turned around and tested it. And it did like exactly what we had wanted it to do, um, uh, back on the actual professional usage of it. So that was my first thing. And then of course it, it's weird how that happened recently simulation. And then you came along and were like, Hey, uh, you know, this episode, uh, it's going to be about <laughs> this simulation. And um, yeah, so even in my like personal like things, you know, outside of just telling it like, yeah, like make this JavaScript or like do this, you know, like uh, just whatever work stuff. I don't want to divulge too much. And it is interesting that I thought I was asking it more work-like questions. Um, and while it is verbose, it's interesting that there are very clearly like repeated things. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of the things I, I asked it, or, or even just said to it, um, it, it basically what it'll do is like a quick like preface of like something about like, oh, this can be a great and rewarding experience. Here's how you can get started. Or like, you know, it, this is a big responsibility, but it can also be incredibly rewarding. You know, like mm -hmm. it's very much like in, infomercial talk. And oh, then yeah. Oh, God, yes. And then it does a, a numbered list of things and explains it. And then it also basically does uh, goes back to infomercial of like, you know, please see your doctor if any rectal bleeding occurs, like whatever it is, like, you know, there's that. So it has to save its ass. It's clearly, I feel like when it does that, the coders that wrote it are like, okay, we don't want anything to come back on us. Like and we have to, we have there's to very save our quick, asses. It's not, yeah, it's not even your typical terms and service. There's just a quick like uh, modal where you have to click next a couple of times. And one of the things that straight up says is just like this, you know, this is literally not meant to be doing any kind of like advice giving. This is all experimental. This is literally just for our own purposes to help other AIs. And it's, it says that at the bottom and everything of just like. Yeah, so, so break it down for someone. If someone is listening right now that has never used it, just in the most simplest terms, explain, you know, what the interaction, like you can literally ask it anything. It's No, it's actually, it's funny enough. I was going to say that right there. You say, you saying, explain what something, something like that's exactly what you get to do. You just pick some, you just speak to it. Like you're requesting information from anybody. So you would say like, so one thing I, I did funny, just like to do a haha, almost meta joke. I said, help me create a podcast. And so that, and so that, and that's one of the things of creating a podcast can be fun and a rewarding experience. Here are some steps you can take to get started. And then it talks about like defining your audience, blah, blah, blah. There's just this, like, there's six things that it says, like, this is probably the best way for you to have, if you're like launching to have a successful podcast. So yeah, it's a master. So this is how I break it down in the simplest terms in, in terms of, um, we really using... get to ask Jeeves now, like, to, like, to, like, just like phraseology. It's a master 
mimic. So it uses language models that it can reference. So imagine that this tool, this artificial intelligence, has the entire history, well, it will always tell you before 2021, that is. So 2021 and earlier, so 2020 and earlier, it has the entire internet at its fingertips. Now, so what it does is when you ask it a question, like, how do I get this thing? Or how do you know, I am wanting to learn this thing? How do I do it? It's going to give you straight by the numbers, here's what to do. But then yes, uh, the the bias of the tool comes out almost immediately in terms of remember, it's only it's only referencing what the models of the language it's it can pull from and sometimes it doesn't know how to answer you or sometimes it's completely incorrect or biased and i noticed the bias it was even rooted in how the coders wrote it to talk to us because yes at the end of everything it would just say now you know i am not the final source on this you know make sure that you double check what i'm saying with an expert or other reliable sources and other things like that it would always it would always lean on positive stuff too because of course i went the fucking novo day route with this and i would say do you feel sentient and it would always <laughs> <laughs> it would always it is incredibly novo of you yes it would it. always say stuff like I am simply a machine. I am a tool made by humans for human you know, purposes. I cannot think. I cannot feel. I have no emotion or consciousness. And then I started to think, yeah, but, you know, and then I would ask a questions like, well, do you think you eventually will evolve into that? And of course, it would keep saying no to me um, or, you know, in so many ways. But again, this is that's just a tip of the iceberg. You know, I am doing my homework for this show. I would watch, you know, uh, YouTube clips or even other pod or listen to other podcasts that were essentially documentaries about this very subject. And probably the most fun I found was that, you know, it can write so it can write to pull it back into our show. It can it can write a term paper for you. It can write a resume for you it can write a whole novel for you i asked it that i go could you write a novel and it says yes and then it but it would you know it'd be like but human but human creativity is so much more you know valid and precious like it would always it, clearly the coder's bias would be would be put onto it because they don't want any reader to be like oh this is going to replace us when that's of course what we're all thinking <laughs> right so just that of course that's how we tie it into the episode for today Eventually, Eventually, I think the fears of writers is that something like this will not only will not not just be a stepping stone, but something that will completely replace us. I mean, are we replaceable? No, I mean, that's I think. Well, that's really that's, what it comes down to for me. is just That's like, my next question for you, because since you're Mr. Dot Tech, do you believe that AI can become truly sentient, like uh, a version of consciousness or just so like the advanced version that we see in movies and stuff, I do think eventually it will get there. Do you think it will just be so indistinguishable from how we already think and behave and perform a task and communicate with each other that it's just it's not literally consciousness, but just so close it's indistinguishable, but it's still a model. Can't help but think as as the you know, just big old nerd that I am that just about anything is possible, essentially. Yeah. It, you know, it's just it's I feel like it's more fun to kind of look at life that way. But with something like this where we yeah, I mean, we're, we're in an age where we 
straight up have things where like artificial intelligence and we've got machine learning, there's going to be some kind of convergence of all these things. And, you know, technically, whether we do it intentionally or not, it, it is a, it is technically very possible uh, to me, if you ask me uh, that, yeah, we could make something that if not actually sentient, because again, how, how do you prove that? If you've got that good of like a facsimile? Like if it's so close to how we actually are, if it's indistinguishable, how could right. you say it isn't kind of a thing? Basically, uh, what is that thing? What is that one test called? Um, the Turing test. Turing, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, if, if if we get to the point where we know that like one thing, like well, basically- the chat like, GPT spoilers has failed every Turing test. I think it's- Oh yeah, given. again, this, this thing so is- so new. Yeah. And this is just the beta. Like, so you guys say, anybody listening, you can get online and talk to chat GPT. It's not, there's not like a special beta testing audience. It can literally be any, anybody. So I encourage you to- uh, Sign up and try it. Just literally ask it anything and see where you go with it. One thing that, and I definitely all tie in social media to this, that does kind of, I'm weirdly as as tech forward as I am in, in a way that like, I like the way that it can enable me to do certain things, but mm -hmm. I get weird about stuff like, basically going like, hi, this is my full name and email address. Let me ask you a bunch of questions, i.e. like just give you data on mm -hmm. me. And yeah. I know there's already, I actually know, uh, well, yes, I know that there's data. The <laughs> amount is more what almost made me say, like, let me change or like rephrase that. But no, I, I know that I have data out there, but still, uh, you know, even all the crap you see on Facebook, and it's so funny that the boomers used to be like, you can't trust people on the internet. They're the people who are like, <laughs> hey, everybody says that you can't, you know, name like a country that does. It's like, dude, you're just weirdly volunteering for all these silly little quizzes and sometimes offering up like you're in the, I don't know, it's just a data factory. It's just scary <laughs> in a matrixy kind of way. So it, it's still just, that's the aspect of it that I don't like is that I know that uh, Stephen Hawking was more like, we should not trust aliens. I, well, I, who said, I think it was Gates, Bill Gates that said um, we should fear AI. If it, if it wasn't Hawking, like we should fear the future of AI. I agree. And I think... <laughs> I think on a purely technical level, there is a fear in me that looks to these things and says, oh, man, if it does get indistinguishable from human consciousness, why couldn't it replace us? Because then we'd become a bunch of fucking communists. and just Yeah, well, I knew that this show was going to be more than just art because it. I, I do have that fear with everything. Now, I, I we do have to play devil's advocate and say that, of course, the other people on the other end of the spectrum are saying the positivities to this are will never be replaced, one, because you can't truly, you know, the creativity like the, um, what makes us human could never truly be indistinguishable. My, my own wife feels that way. Like TV Del Rio would say... It doesn't matter how close it is. It's still going to be a model. It's It will never be consciousness because yeah. it's still the machine. Ultimately, even if it's really close and you could never distinguish it, it's still a model. It's not consciousness. It's not truly thinking. So with that limitation, it will still always be a little more creative than the machine, which I kind of can see, too, on the on the plus side of it, because, yeah, the all the people that are on that side are saying this technology will be simply a stepping stone where, you know, if you're stuck on something, because I, how many times, you know, as much as 
you know, you're a voiceover actor and I, I uh, write or do music or do other things. At the end of the day, a lot of art overlaps with a lot of different things. You have to be, you know, a writer too to do other things. You have to be a voiceover act. You know, I, I have to be a little bit of an actor to do the show. So there's a lot of overlap in what we do artistically. And my point is, is that we all get to a point where we have writer's block sometimes in whatever capacity it is, or you have a, you're not in the zone when you're crafting or performing or whatever, and that these things can help you get out of that. And that's what the the positive thinkers are saying. It's like, well, this will be a stepping stone. Let's say you get, you know, you get to a dead end with whatever you're working on and you ask it, you know, God, I'm working on this thing. What do I do? And it gives you an idea to spark a new idea in you. And then you can keep going. Yeah, it's the same thing as going to a spouse or a friend or somebody to be like, man, exactly. I'm stumped. Like that's, yeah. that's already old as time itself. This is just one half of the puzzle. The other half of the puzzle oh, artistically is the AI that makes literal art pieces for us. Now there's a lot of them. So I'm just going to fly through this list. Just bear with me. There's Jasper art. There's Linsa AI. There's Starry AI. There's Dream by Wombo. There's Night Cafe. There's Dolly. That's probably the most famous one. Pixray, Deep Dream Generator, Deep AI, Art Breeder, Stable Cog, Fotor. Now this is where you can either literally type in, you know, show me a picture of Shrek <laughs> having a beer with Jesus, and it will literally create something like that for you. Um, now, you can you can go crazy with your, your creativity on asking these AI image generators, essentially what they are, uh, to uh, create the crazy. And um, that's where it's our pretty discussion... pretty bonkers. Yeah, the discussion kind of is the very same for this. and very strange. Yeah, and some are... Some are really cool. It's done some really neat stuff. I've I gotta admit. I just it, it's it's like it's like remember it, it's like you're looking at a weird memory from a dream or something. Is basically it's like yes. it doesn't it does an okay enough job to to understanding your sentence to where you can literally yeah you'd be like Shrek lost his keys in a park and you see Shrek doing like a huh? <laughs> like a gesture and he's in the fucking park you know like or whatever like you can you can literally say. Like, show me this thing, like, whatever it is, and it will do its damnedest, and it'll do multiple Close. versions of it, too. Yeah. That, it's not That's just like more you get dolly. one. Uh, that's true. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with all of them. Well, some, like, you can upload a picture and just say, make this into, you know, turn change this into the style of a Van Gogh Starry Night, and it will. Right. Like, you can make your dog like, yeah, make Starry Make an anime night. character, like, from Dragon Ball Z or something. Yeah. Whatever, right. But, yeah, and it's... So again, it that that's literally what what the some of them do with that whole like just make images thing, but again they're they're distorted, they're weird looking in ways. Um, things just like are, are again like the shapes are distorted, elongated, wavy, wobbly, whatever. Like all oh, the colors are, are are not always right. So that's what I mean by it's very like dreamlike. It's very surreal. Uh, so that's what it's trippy. So again, that's that's what kind of like again is almost already scary about like well, it's almost creating like a real picture from just sort of like a concept. And is that not just kind of similar to the way that we would like conjure a memory from our brain, or if we were trying to picture it in our exactly. own head? Exactly. I will say that I'm I'm not really against any of these. For the record, I will probably use them in some capacity as do my damnedest to not. Novos writes like eight books next year. <laughs> I'll do my damnedest to always use it as stepping stones. But the actual art pieces, the ones that are image generators, I could see myself, yeah, being stuck on something. Or honestly, I just either I'm in a time crunch or the artists I'm commissioning to make us something just are not quite 
bring to life what's in my head and what I'm describing. And so I would probably try this. And if I, and then either manipulate it myself or give it back to the, to the artists that we're commissioning to help us create, you know, cover art or whatever the thing is and say, okay, well, this is, this is part of it. Now put it into your Photoshop and manipulate it more. I, I'm not against this, but I can still see the exact same arguments being placed on this that we saw with chat GPT. Is this going to replace us one day? And I think a lot of artists are shaking in their boots because maybe. Yeah. Well, and then there is the weird extra wrinkle of the outrage where part of what um, this thing does to inform its own stuff is it, it basically also just like scrapes the internet for stuff. Uh, but something about the way that it was, I think you're getting to the copyright conversation. Yes, yes, exactly. There's people who are like, no, this is literally like my style. This looks exactly like some like my picture from my website. Like with obviously it's just because somebody asked. Yeah, don't do that. Like so that's, AI yeah, that's, art exactly. That's the thing is like, like there's don't that, do that aspect of it, like basically plagiarizing other people a lot because again, like it can only go based off of how we teach it to look at stuff and understand. So it's it's all by reference. Hence, like the tripper you ask it, or again, like why it 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 knows who the Rock is, or it knows who Shrek is, or you know, like what a part <laughs> is. Like it's it's basically. I literally between... saw one with Shrek not too long ago. That's why it popped in my head. Gotcha. That way. Um, I I saw one where it says the Rock meets the Rock, and it was fucking hilarious. Uh, it was <laughs> like just... the actual Rock, or like a physical. Yeah, it was rock. Dwayne. No, Dwayne Johnson, and it was two of Dwayne Johnson. Their two Dwayne Johnsons. The way I would think it would be one Dwayne Johnson and like a literal Rock. Nope. But like the size of Dwayne Johnson. No, they literally like. Um, it was twinsies, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, it, was, okay. it was pretty damn funny. Not gonna lie, it was, it was very interesting. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, so the, the, it's just wild that like, oh, you know, it looks fun, and then turns out all these people are just like, bro, y'all are basically ripping my style. I've worked at this for years. Like, fuck you. So yeah, and that's just, that's part of the controversy, the darker side of it. Yeah, just like Chat GPT literally told me, yes, I can write a novel. Eventually, these these things are still crude. Remember, we're still at the beginning, but it is. Oh my my oh, my fingernails are still long. It is the wave of the future. I do believe that. I'm such a futurist in that, a way. Is that, what's uh, that sound? Are you pissing right now? <laughs> You go to the pissing joke. Okay. Ugh. But yes, it's uh, just like chat GPT proved to me. Yes, I can write a novel. I know these AI image generators are going to eventually like you're going to type something like jokingly specific and it'll take a paragraph to say, you know, well, I want this jellyfish to be floating here. And it has, you know, the eye of raw in the middle and it has a, you know, it has sacred geometry around it. Um, I may have put something like that in an AI. I was like, he, he knows exactly and, what he's doing right now. And um, and right. it would come back perfectly. And right now, it doesn't do that at all, of course. But uh, eventually, I think we'll be there. And they again, there will be a part of me that's like, yeah, I just, I think my biggest struggle with all this is how do we truly use it as a stepping stone and not a crutch and just become, my fear is complete and utter dependence. Oh, you fucking do it. I don't want to do it. You you do it, AI bot. No, 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 no. I I, I want to take a nap. I'd like to also think that there will always be enough people that are passionate enough that know what they want to say and want to say it in their way and do all the things, you know, like, because mm -hmm. then you don't like, even if I have a great idea and I go tell, you know, tell as much detail as it sort of needs to know, you know, like, what's the point if I'm still just going to read it and be like, uh, A, this is really generic and weird and I hate it, you know, and like, B, like, none of this is how I want it at all, actually. Like, you just, no, you're, it's still going to be that people need to do it and make their own art. But I get that in certain ways, for instance, like marketers, 
source, like certain people of just being like, hey, make make something like this and then using that as like a starting point and then they further just Photoshop and edit it, you know, like that saves a lot of time from having to start from scratch. Like the stepping stone part makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, and I think, so I, I think we'll uses, all use it that way yeah. and I hope we'll use it that way, I guess is my point. The yes, practical it's, yeah, stepping it's, stone elements. It's very like sparingly and appropriately used for the like the right reasons or ways like that's probably going to be the new norm and that's fine what about you i i am curious like do you think you will personally use this nah besides you don't think you even use the chat i found on just the completely technical side of chat gpt having it uh fix code errors for us will go so far fix what like or if you get an error box and something and be like hey what's the problem with this and you put it in a chat gpt and it tells you oh well this is the problem this is how to fix it too instead of like literally figuring out i don't i don't know if you've ever had to design a website i have uh i can't tell you how many <laughs> dead not tech <laughs> <laughs> dead ends i've been to and i'm like all, all i wanted to do is change the font or center it or you know like why can't this menu follow uh, the scroller all the way down. Like, why does it have to stay at the top? Just like little things I think we, well, don't take for granted that are very frustrating that I think could be easier in the long run. That does, uh, you don't think you'll use any of these things for that? I feel like you will. Uh, I mean, let's just uh, put it this way. I didn't have any plans to do so. Um, okay. I, ha I don't think about it. It does not occupy, it, it does not live rent free in my head. I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess in a way it'll like, probably become handy to use it eventually but I, I i'm not like dying to use it and i don't even i have yet to once be like oh this would be great for the ai or just like what's that thing and i'm like honestly i'm still okay with just using my damn phone for just being like you know <laughs> doing a google search and just using my damn mouse to or be old like old school hey what, what was this thing what, what was the name of that movie with that guy I mean, it's like, that's already pretty damn amazing that we have these smartphones in our oh, pocket anyway. So yes, yeah. I just don't know that I'll be running the chat GPT. You know what that, yet. you know what that comes from, uh, Philip? This is, this is only for the millennials out there. Well, the, the, the everyone else plug your ears. Well, I, well, I'll say it this way. The geriatric millennials like us, because for half of our life, we grew up in the analog, right? I think we still have appreciation for putting putting a thing in a thing to listen to it or wh whatever it is like VHS you know we and cuz and then the other half of our life has been purely digital so i think i think we have an easier time you know being fine with like ah, i'm going to do it the old fashioned way i don't really need it you know or just like not doing so i i feel that way a lot i'm like ah, i don't need to do that who cares like i don't need to fuck TikTok, who cares? Um, <laughs> True, no, um, fuck TikTok, though. Yeah, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I think part of that is is purely how we we grew up in our generation. But think about, this is a good segue to the, the future conversation. What about all, so all the Gen Zers now listening, which is like two people in the world, because <laughs> our analytics say you guys don't listen to it. That's fine. I don't care. That's fine. I know you're on TikTok. But if you are listening, you grew up, only in the digital you didn't you didn't you don't remember uh, couldn't wait to see who's see if that girl you liked called you on friday night remember remember oh, let's do a oh, team tangent corner do you remember when we were excited for phone calls ever since caller id no. we could actually see the number <laughs> and be like oh god fuck and i'm not answering that but i remember like running to the phone as a kid so i could just answer it first and be like hello you know, there was an excitement time in the past, and now we're like, yeah, that's e that's either spam or um, 
that aunt I, I forgot to wish a happy birthday to. So I'm, I'm not going to answer that. Um, but there was there was a dichotomy, I guess, is my point. And but let's I digress. Let's talk about the future. So for the Gen Zers out there that only have only known the digital and and then let's talk let's let's talk about them for a little bit and then let's talk about the way into the future where the chat GPTs like they're only talking to chat GPTs just to set up their you know their internet access or whatever you know whatever the thing is and all their art comes from these image generators and stuff what do you think the world will look like then Ugh, um <laughs> that's not a huge that's, question to tee yeah, up yeah but it's not me. it's not a dystopian future it's not terminators you know but you did you did we heard it in your voice you cringed a little bit at the idea that that will be a lot of people's future and it will be is the thing um so why why would you feel that way dissect elaborate i don't know how do you feel get on get on my here's here's the couch let's get on the couch Mm. (laughs) this tea is nice is this bergamot i do this it's matcha actually oh shit well it's nighttime man i'm gonna get pumped what are you doing yeah um (laughs) you're welcome well they don't know they're listening to this in the morning they think it's the morning right uh, now these these are at least at 6 a.m i almost dated us oh fuck um (laughs) yeah i i don't know again i just feel like it's it's just like not right to just give all of yourself away to like technology just just somehow like consume and categorize yeah um because do feel like once there's whether it's like a certain amount of data and then certain types of things are made forward that like i said either by accident probably by accident or possibly on purpose given what we are already doing I just feel like things will kind of get there and I also believe that it is like something to be feared more for the fact that again we are so damn digital we are so technologically reliant and so many things are like connected to some and all our chips are in in a way too like we're getting closer and closer to being all in in a way we can't go back from yes it's I mean that's really it's like a weird commitment to it being this certain way and I just feel like it's something that we don't fully understand what we're jumping into just yet and I'm, that's why i'm kind of glad on the positive end for the future i think as long as we are still putting those safeguards in place because clearly like i said with the biases from the coders themselves and writing chat gpt because if you ask it anything provocative it's either gonna say you know i can't answer that i asked know? it to insult me oh really yeah and what did it say it said i'm a machine learning model and i don't have the ability to insult anyone my purpose is to assist and provide helpful responses so that is the most perfect way to, I think, to tie up this part of the conversation is as long as we're still writing these things to be tools and not go off the rails. Which is part of why I think it'll happen accidentally. You think it's going to happen accidentally? I think people so will be, this I think people will be trying AI to, yeah, I think then. they will be trying to make <laughs> to the, really like, tie it together. The next, the next round. Of, yeah, then they'll be trying to make the next round of, of advanced stuff and they'll miscalculate one of the safeguards and all of a sudden an actual half of the world is is all connected together as a giant like a hive mind. I, I No, I still think, I feel like as much as I'm a realist and a futurist, um, there's still part of me that I think is a optimist, even though it can be sometimes a naive optimist. I think we'll still, I think we'll still really push to write the code with extreme, extreme levels of safeguards. And I say that because we have enough movies that have scared us to not to. You know, like, you know, think about iRobot and like Terminator. Like, think about your favorite sci-fi movie that involves 
sentient AI, and they always go evil. You know why? Because it's much more entertaining on the on the big screen. But the, no one wants to watch the the fun. I guess we have enough Pixar movies. I mean, that I was gonna say, fun I, I do AI, feel like like Wally and stuff. Granted, Wally is also weirdly dark in its own ways. <laughs> that's but that's more of a criticism on on us the human condition and how we're gonna let technology just let us well right really that, i mean there you go there's an, of us, yeah, there's an example of us relying on it and it ruining us and granted that's a much more benevolent way and this it enables the fuck out of us to become giant human fat baby people then how how you know how do we not make now you're see you're the dot tech guy so on behalf of the entire tech industry how do we get how do we not make that mistake if you think that's going to be the kicker the hive mind will become from a little anomaly it's always like that in the movie too there's a little anomaly though the code was a, it was flawed and it became f- fucking ultron <laughs> i mean yeah it could be um it's impossible to answer in a way i, I think yeah honestly i mean I, I i don't know that there is a surefire way to do it outside of just trying to like not push it too far once we like if we if we're even able to understand how far along we are and what this next line may be or if if we don't even understand those those kinds of things and you know don't recognize our own gray areas yeah, that's well, that's what kind of why I feel like it will be more accidental that like, of course, no one's trying to get the human race, like possibly subjugated or, you know, just all of a sudden mm, at least controlled. I don't want to be ma- matrixed. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I would I, w- I kind of wouldn't mind being matrixed. Um, <laughs> Is it the Kung Fu? Is it jumping from skyscraper to skyscraper? It, it isn't not Is it the things. flying? It isn't <laughs> Is not it the flying. everything that you just said. So we should, I think, let's let's tie a bow on this bee. Oh, I haven't said that in a while. Oh, that feels good. Let's tie a bow on this bee. You know, uh, we should study this. I feel like artistically, I think, I think, I, I think the evolution of the show has clearly gone way past the art industry into every facet of culture and society 2023 and, baby and for me i feel like this is one of those topics that yes will af- definitely affect the art community but it really will affect us on all levels and i think the best way to maybe prevent that future that we fear is to keep a close eye on it as simple as that study it keep your enemies closer make sure that we are keeping those safeguards up and safeguarded i think it's so important to really study these things uh humans are reckless as fuck and we are obviously (laughs) self-destructive so yeah if we keep screwing around with this i feel like it's inevitable we need checks and balances he i feel like we need to, I, and I think that's what they're doing. Is my point is they're already putting that into the foundation. That's why they're letting us play with it. So that's the whole reason they're letting us play with it is so they need to figure out what, like, how it ticks, what the pros are, what the cons are, the total evil questions that people are inevitably asking. Yeah, I feel like that's that's more my concern too. Is that we're telling the machines just how fucked up we are. So it's going to know that, like, well, we have to out-horrible them if we need to control them. <laughs> well, no, I think you just asking it, like, insults me. It's such a crude, or such a, a um, juvenile, or like, how should I put it? Such a, a sweet way of really encompassing all of the, you know, relatively speaking, the horrible things I know. It's a lot the of same way that every it. time someone's like, oh, you're from another place. How do you say fuck in your language? Like, it's... <laughs> That's where our dumb little brains go every time is just juvenile, like just 
doo-doo, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and that was an experiment on my part because I was curious. I was like, is this thing allowed to do this to me? You know, like it's if not. I literally just, if I, if I ask it to insult me, will it do that? Because it would know how technically. It it's, like at, how. it's like trying to ask it who was the best Nazi. It's not going to answer that. It you asked it that, didn't you? No, this is actually, that was, that example came from one of the um, Some other guy podcasts. named Ovon Ed? <laughs> Ooh, I like Ovon Ed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was an example from another uh, podcast show I watched that did a documentary on this. Uh, a lot more, you know, a lot more research, a lot more, uh, more than know, we, we've been joking around what? half the show. So Tybo on this B, why study this? How do we um, how do we prevent the Terminator uprising? I mean, I I think it's in what you just said of that we prevent it by studying it. Um, we pay attention to what we are telling it. If if there's if there's any way for it to potentially be like storing and quote unquote learning these yeah. things. I mean, if if there's basically, I think we should just always go in with the if this became sentient right now, like what would it like what would it be able to do? How far would this you know like what would happen? Um, I, I think it should literally be taken that seriously kind of all the time. And because, uh, again, people are going to literally line up to tell it all kinds of dumb shit, too, of just like, how do you dispose of a body? You know, like whatever assholes are going to just be awful to it. And so, yeah, we just always go in taking it seriously of like humans will always prove why we're pretty consistently horrible, like why we love <laughs> destroying our, each other and our own planet just for funsies and money. So, yeah, just just try not to show it too quickly and easily how awful the human race can be, as well as always go into it thinking like, man, if a switch flipped right now, would this thing be able to like, you know, eject a CD at me? You know, like, is it going to be like fucking <laughs> 90s Hollywood? Like, oh, God, the toaster just shot me with toast. Like, in, in conclusion. <laughs> sorry, I that serious. Take it seriously or else that kind of dumb shit. No, or a toaster will attack you. <laughs> Nothing will, will be safe. Think about all the smart shit in your home. They're making smart lawnmowers now. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, guys. And thank you for listening. Oh, man, this got thought-provoking. It got out there. It got psychedelic. It got... I have so God, much we ask chat DBT about this episode. I know. We have to, we have to, we have to ask it now about... I, he's definitely going to know us. I don't know why I said he, he, she, it. You're already it's, anthropomorphizing it. It's not it's, okay. It's, it is definitely going to know who we are after this show. So thank you for listening. I want to thank my guest, Mr. Philip Church.tech. Thank, thank you. you. And I want to thank ChatGPT for now knowing who we are. We appreciate it. Now, before we go, you know, we got a little extra for you, a little icing on the cake, a little cherry on top of what mm. we call the gym of the week. If you're new to the show and don't know what the gym of the week is, it's something we like to talk about here at the end of our shows that doesn't always fit into the scheme of the topic because it may just be on our radar and I don't know, last day, maybe last week, maybe last month. But uh, we got to give it to you guys so you guys can dig deeper. Now, before we get there, of course, we need to talk about their sponsor. Today's gyms are sponsored by Zencaster. Zencaster is our go-to tool for remote podcast recordings. What's great is that you can record separate audio and video tracks, and it's all backed up on a secured cloud so you never lose your hard work. Even better, it's easy to use, and there's nothing to download. So go to zen.ai, that's z-e-n.ai slash art of the beholder, and get 30% off your first three months with the pro account. Now back to the gems. Mine are short and sweet. I want to um, dedicate this next Kate, this gym to two people, Mr. Theodore T. Buck and Miss Alexander Parsons. I finally watched Andor, guys. And if you're listening, you're right. It was really good. It was it was exactly what we were needing in 
the uh, sci-fi or the, excuse me, the Star Wars universe um, and narrative needs is uh, something that didn't rely on, you know, space magic and lightsabers and shit like that. And it was just a very rooted, it was a, it was an espionage tale. That's, I'll just leave it at that, you know, watch it. So I, no spoilers here. Um, it's, it was a, a spy against spy tale. Meryl. <laughs> Do your Meryl. Meryl. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's so good. Oh, uh, Meryl. Revava. I always work on my revolver <laughs> ocelot. Revolver ocelot. Oh. I have to hear it. Yeah. The other one is the one that's more for me. That one was just a confirmation. This one is a true gem. Is the film Tar, starring Kate Blanchett. I'm so glad you didn't say the one that I, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> that you're going to say? Yeah. No. Uh, Tar. I actually watched it right before we went live on this show, and I I'm going to leave that one short and sweet. It is. It will subvert your expectations. At first, you will feel lost. And when you go on, it's a, of course, I'm, I'm Novo Day. I like Descent into Madness stories. So it's a little bit of a downward spiral. But of course, those kind of stories are fun to me. There's uh, kind of Aronofsky esque. Psychological. Yes. Yes and no. Um, it's, you will at first feel lost with um, the subject matter. You'll feel like you are a mere peasant to these elites. And I definitely even felt that way, even as a musician. And this was about, it's a fictional biopic about a, a music conductor. And what do you got for us, Mr. Church? The menu. Oh, I, we, we did, I did a gym on the menu. You did. Yeah, but but I want to hear what you think. I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty damn excellent. I love very dark humor. I am a very great. dark yeah. person. Yeah, so um, I feel like they balanced it very well. I love the sort of slow burn of of the plot and the details about the characters. I'm not at all like shied away from you know like blood or violence or anything like that. Mm. Uh, of which again, I really it's interesting how people are reacting to it because I'm like this is far from some of this things the, that the trailers it, like, make it look like it's a it's a, a horror film about cannibals and it's not at all it, it well that's true I, I do feel like I wasn't quite like I I did not expect that I called it a dark comedy that's what it is that's what it's an extremely dark comedy it nails it uh, synergy like a motherfucker <laughs> now uh, before we go on the outro yeah synergy like a mofo <laughs> um, for we go on the outro tell the good people how they can get a hold of you they want to hire you for your services uh, i don't have a website or anything like that uh you know just send me uh Chat here's, GBT my, here's my address one. Yeah, yeah, yeah here's my mailing address um no it's uh, philipchurch.tech it was actually already said uh, earlier in the episode luckily and here it is again philipchurch.tech that's at least the third or fourth time it's been said one ellen philip you're our sponsor today so we uh, have to we have to say the sponsor a bunch of times and i'm local to the atlanta area there you go let's go guys and you know what to do with us novadayproductions.com you can follow us at underscore novo underscore day day is de and at nova day media you know what to do guys like subscribe all the things and if you'd like to sponsor our love child or be on the show you can reach out to us at nova day media at gmail.com so until next time be good to each other and as always good luck and godspeed we love you art of the beholder is brought to you by novo day productions created and hosted by novo day and the novo day collective facebook.com slash novo day media at novo day media on twitter and instagram Music by A Company, facebook.com slash acomusic123, aco on Spotify. Logo designed by Tom Justice, J-E-S-T-U-S, of thejusticecompany.com, and executively produced by Clayton Anderson. All rights reserved.
I found this uh, podcast that asked chat GPT to um, make a song about um, a cheeseburger in the style of Beyonce. And I thought, what a cute thing to ask this chat bot. And of course, it made this very generic, very generic song. So what I did was I asked chat GPT to write a song about the podcast Art of the Beholder in the style of Radiohead. And um, it clearly knew who Radiohead was (laughs) and clearly had no idea who we were. Uh, and I, yeah, and I later learned that I was like, well, we technically came out in 2020. We had that little pilot season. This is what I learned about chat GPT too. If you're not famous enough, you know, if you're not in enough Wikipedia sites, it's not going to know who you are. Uh, cause I looked up all of us. I, um, so I asked it to write us a song and, um, it was very generic and most of it was, fucking terrible horrible terrible um but i did like one verse it wrote and this is verse two and here here it is from the depths of history to the heights of modern art the hosts take us on a journey to the depths of the human heart and scene so that's i like that verse because it actually used some um <laughs> it actually used a little bit of music theory to come up with something catchy at least you know rhymed um but then i so then i asked uh, i was like i'm not even because it was so vague i was like i'm not even sure if it knows who we are so i i just said who well, who hosts art of the beholder and it said i'm sorry i'm not aware of any specific podcast show called art of the beholder and who hosts it as my knowledge cut off is 2021 um so and then i and then i said have you ever heard of the artist and novelist novo day and it said the same thing i am sorry i'm not aware of an artist or novelist named novo day uh, and then i said sometimes the name is spelled novo day with an accent over the e and it still said i am sorry and then i said well do you know who david hasselhoff is and he goes oh yeah i fucking know who david hasselhoff is he's an actor singer television personality from the united states uh no and he is <laughs> i was just becoming chappy chios or we talking but he is best known for his roles as michael knight in the popular 1980s tv show knight rider and as mitch buchanan in baywatch i was and then i said man you know who david is but not know of a day <laughs> and he apologized chat apologized to me i apologize for any confusion well, I was like, have you ever heard of the book, The Entropy Sessions? I'm sorry. I'm not aware of this book. I go, okay, well, thanks for trying. And then he says, you're welcome. And then I said, well, what do you think about Jimmy Buffett? Do you like his music? <laughs> and he says, well, as a language model, I do not have personal preferences or opinions. But Jimmy Buffett is an American singer, songwriter, author, act- actor, and businessman. That was for you, T-Buck, if you're listening. Uh <laughs> Uh, I was like, come on, do you like Cheeseburger in Paradise? As I've mentioned before, I am a language model. 